Inspiring Wellbeing, a limited podcast series with Maximilian. Everyone and welcome. I'm really excited today to be talking with Michael, a yoga teacher here from Victoria, about creativity and purpose. So we're just going to wait until he joins us in a, in a few seconds and to give you a brief introduction about what, um, what we'll actually be talking about when it comes to creativity and purpose is, of course, it will be in the light of COVID-19 and how we can utilize this time. And I think I'm, I'm speaking for most of us that at this point, we have a lot of extra time on our hands, how we can utilize this time to, to express our creativity through art projects or whatever else that might be. And when it comes to creativity, and um, I'm going to dive into it with Michael in just a second, purpose is also a big component of this. And we'll be sharing a little bit about our own stories in that regard too. So it's going to be a very, very interesting and hopefully a very informative session. Hi! Hey Max, how's it going man? I'm really good, really excited. How are you? Oh man, me too. Just, yeah, I've been looking forward to this all week after we chatted yeah, exactly. earlier about, uh, yeah, about everything about purpose and creativity. So I'm pumped, man. Yeah. Okay, sweet. I, uh, while we were waiting for you, I just gave a bit of a, a brief introduction what, um, what that actually entails, what we'll be doing, what we'll be sharing in terms of our personal stories in regards to creativity and, of course, that you know, you, creativity, you can't really have creativity without purpose. So those two go beautifully hand in hand. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, if, if you're up for it, we can dive right into it. Sweet, let's do it. <laughs> um, yeah, I really, I, like what you said is, is so true that you, yeah, there's no creativity really without purpose. I mean, I guess you can be creative for sure, but purpose, at least for me, is like purpose helps to kind of set that foundation to like really guide that, that creativity. Right. And like, exactly. No. And, and, and I like that you're using the word direction or directing it because, um, creativity is a very powerful force, you know, even energetically speaking. And I find that if you have purpose, you can really channel that that force towards something and really turn your project into something very meaningful. Mm -hmm. No, absolutely. Oh, I just saw somebody say, hello, hello back. <laughs> hello. <laughs> Everyone is joining in. Um, yeah. Yeah. Being able to, yeah. And for you, I mean, your business is all about, about energy, right? And it's like, yeah. How do we, how do we steer that, that energy in the right direction towards our, our purpose? Yeah. It's a really interesting concept for sure. Yeah. And you know what just popped into my head because you're a yoga teacher here in Victoria. But when I practice yoga personally, you are, I'm, I'm channeling, I can feel that I'm channeling energy too. And yoga is for, for me, and you probably agree with this too. It's, it's an ex expression of your creativity, especially if you do do your own sequence, you know, where you may not know what, what posture is coming next and you're just going with the flow and you, you express yourself through those yoga poses. And in that regard, I find even yoga, even a physical movement practice can become a, a form of channeling that creative force that we all have within us. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I love that you brought that up. That's like, for me, it's a, it's a huge, huge thing. And I, I find my, my own personal yoga practice is definitely, um, yeah, kind of, it really helps to, to fuel my purpose. And for me, like, I wouldn't be able to have um, any sort of purpose or, or direction or um, anything without without yoga. Like, yoga is this, this deep medicine for me. Um, I, to be honest, like, when I, everyone's like, oh, you're just, you're so chill. You're, you're such a peaceful person. And I'm like, oh, man, I'm like, I'm like, not by, like, nature. I'm, like, pretty fiery and, like, there's nothing like, you know, an anger, frustration within that can like build up. Um, but yeah, yoga helps to like, just kind of bring everything into alignment, like bring in that inner peace. And then, you know, from there, um, 
being able to like cultivate, you know, purpose and know really what my purpose is. And then like from there to like channel out, you know, creativity into the world, but also like you're saying, like yoga itself, like the actual like movements, um, really any sort of movement practice I find is like, it's in itself, like, yeah, very, very creative practice. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And you know, for me personally, it took me, it probably took me a few years after I started practicing yoga to realize that this too is a way for me to express myself cre- creatively. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that was, that was quite a revelation because before that I never looked at movement practices in general as form to express creativity. Mm-hmm. It was more so, you know, whenever I thought of creativity, I thought of art projects and, um, mm-hmm. you know, just for the listeners to give a, a brief background. We, we both have a background in marketing and advertising. And, and those are, those, those are two fields that, you know, that rely very heavily on, on creativity. So for me, creativity was for a very long time limited to, yeah, I, I, I could say limited to this idea of coming up with ideas for, for advertising campaigns and, um, playing around with music, expressing myself through music, for instance, or through art. And nowadays I know creativity is, is infinite. And that also means the way you can express that is really infinite too. Mm-hmm. No, I love that you're bringing that up that, yeah, it's interesting. You hear a lot, at least I hear a lot in like, in my circles, um, that, you know, I'm, oh, I'm just not creative. Like, um, you know, I'm just, I'm just, cause like we, we do kind of like, it seems like put it into boxes, right. Where it's, you know, if you sing, if you paint, uh, if you write, then you're, you're artistic, you're, you're creative. Um, but yeah, people just don't, they don't think a lot of times of that. Everything can be a creative expression, whether it is a yoga practice or for you when you're doing your energy work, like that is, it's very creative. Like that's an artistic expression, right? Um, when I'm teaching yoga, it's like, yeah, it's very much, yeah, super creative and it's, and it feels like I'm, I'm an artist in the way that I'm helping to like move, move bodies. Um, and like, you know, whether, whatever job that you do, I find like you can, you can bring um, creativity or artistry into it. So even if you're, if you're a librarian or if you're, you know, the, the amazing people that pick up our garbage and do the recycling and stuff like that, like literally like anything can be done artfully or with, you know, creativity. Right. I find it. Absolutely. I I fully agree. And I, you know, it's, it's so beautiful that you're bringing up. Um, I've, I've had, uh, an affinity towards Japanese culture for years now. And I find in Japanese culture, people really embrace this idea of you can turn any, anything into a creative practice. And as you were, as you were talking, I, the first thing that popped into my head was, um, a documentary that came out a few years ago, Jiro dreams of sushi. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> Love that, that documentary. Amazing. And yeah, that, that's, that's one of those things where I'm like the Japanese culture, it can teach us a lot. It can really teach us that even as a, as a sushi maker, you can turn that into your your mastery. You can become a master of it. So it doesn't matter what what profession you have. Mm-hmm. Um, you can turn that into into a very skillful skillful practice. And I think one way to do it is add the the element of consciousness to it. Become aware of it. Mm-hmm. And become aware of the fact that indeed we can actually turn. Um, let's say you're, you're a maid, you can turn that into, into a mindfulness practice and doing so you can actually become a master of it and create and express yourself creatively that way and actually find purpose in it too. Mm-hmm. No, absolutely. I love that you brought that up. Um, first of all, I, I am half Japanese as well. So like oh, I'm yeah. talking about your affinity. Yeah. For Japanese culture. I'm just like, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it was, uh, I always bug my partner, Sarah, um, who is uh, full Caucasian, but I always bug her that because I'm like half Japanese that, you know, like we're superior race or something. (laughs) It's totally a joke. Totally a joke. Um, I get it because 
there is a lot of there's a lot of beauty in the Japanese culture, and there's a lot of thoughtfulness to it. There's a lot of depth to it. I think that's that's what really draws me in so much. Um, I'm currently reading a book, um, Shinrin Joku, the the Japanese art of forest bathing. Oh yeah, I've heard of this. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's it's just one of those examples how that really exemplifies how much thought and energy the Japanese put into into all aspects of life, and um, and I, I truly honor and respect that. Mm-hmm. No, absolutely. And yeah, and like you were saying before, if like um, the Jiro docu- documentary is like, yeah, whether it's, you know, sushi or, you know, for the Japanese, like back in the day, whether it being a samurai or, mm-hmm. um, or the tea ceremony, but anything, like you said, being a house cleaner, anything can be, can be artistic and like, and yeah, bringing that expression to it and really having that, that lens, I think is just, I don't know, just so powerful. Cause then it's like, and then, then you are, you're being, yeah, you're being purposeful in like, in everything that you're doing. Right. Yeah. Um, I was a, I was a lifeguard for, for years, like, like 10 years, like a whole decade of my life. Um, it was a good job for many years, but I'm really glad to be not doing it now. But I remember I, I tried like my best, even in that profession, just like standing and you're just like, you're just like scanning. This is like literally the job just scanning and just like watching for things to happen all day. Um, and I remember I just tried to like, yeah, even in that, like just bring as much pur- purposefulness or mindfulness um, to that job that I could, even though like it didn't feel like my my ultimate, you know, dharma in the world mm-hmm. um, or the ultimate thing that I wanted to do. And I knew that at the time, but I was like still like, just try to bring as much purpose to it as you can, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I, I have a similar experience. Um, a few years ago, I worked at a, at, a, at a juice bar, basically, and just preparing juices and, and um, shakes. You can, you can either just show up and just do the work and maybe even dread it, or you actually turn it into, into something. You, know, you turn it into a, your temporary purpose. Because I think that's, that's another thing in regards to purpose just as much as we change as we go through life, so does our purpose. Yeah. It, it, it transforms, it, it, it alters its state. And, um, and I think we also need to remember that. So even if we have a job that we may not consider to be too meaningful, it's our choice. We decide how meaningful it will be. Yeah. No, absolutely. I like how you put that for sure. I'm curious what juice bar was it? Uh, it was Jusu here in Jusu. Nice. Well, that's <laughs> awesome. I actually considered getting a, a job there too. Um, yeah, just straight up because I love their products. Their juices are yeah. amazing. Um, yeah. What you was, just... was the what they what they stood for, and mm-hmm. um, and I just wanted something that allowed me to focus on my studies while. Yeah, while still doing something that that is healthy and engaging with the community. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, no, I get that. That's really cool. That yeah, into that job you just you brought that purposefulness, right? Yeah, exactly. I really dig it. Um, I guess one one thing for me that I'm I'd be curious to ask you is like, how how has your purpose like maybe evolved in like the last couple couple years? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I, the interesting thing is with purpose that I have discovered in my, in my life was I knew about my, my purpose, my, my deeply rooted purpose before I was even aware of it. Um, and that might, that might sound a little confusing to some people, but as a kid, I knew that my purpose was going to be focused on on consciousness and and teaching people about consciousness and what it means to be conscious in life and how we can use utilize uh, mindfulness practices to actually ground ourselves and heal ourselves mm-hmm. I knew this deep down now when I when I think back to my my early childhood I knew that when I was maybe 10 11 or 12 already oh wow <laughs> which is really 
it's an interesting thing to do when I now think back at it, I know that when I was 12, as an example, I could feel it. But when I tried to analyze it and think about what I was actually feeling, I, I couldn't put it into words and I couldn't make sense of it. Mm. And honestly, I couldn't make sense of it until, until my, my early 20s and then I was able to only make sense of it a tiny little bit. Mm. And what really allowed me to start seeing what my purpose is in life and how it relates to consciousness and bringing consciousness to the general public <clears throat> was my personal healing journey. So I actually had to be pushed to the, to the brink quite literally because I had to go and experience nine years of chronic pain, which brought me into, it, it made me hit rock bottom. I, I really went to the darkest place that I could possibly go to at least in my, in my personal life. Mm -hmm. And the way, the way out of it was through consciousness. <clears throat> so I had to experience it firsthand mm -hmm. to then also become and become clear about what my purpose actually is in life, what, why I'm here and what I'm supposed to do with my, with my life in regards to everyone else's life. And so going back to your question, how, how did my purpose change? The way I see it is my purpose changed by just refining itself more and more and more over the years. Mm. And this refinement occurred because of the pain that I was experiencing. So in a way, pain became my teacher to help me refine my purpose. First, re rediscover my purpose, <clears throat> see it more clearly, and then define it more and more and more. And it, it continues, which mm -hmm. is really remarkable. And, you know, even two days ago, I, I had another moment where I noticed how there's another refinement that's occurring to, to my purpose. And now I'm actually thinking it's constantly doing this. And then every now and then when I check back, check back in with my purpose, I notice, okay, it has refined itself again. Mm. And yeah, it's, it's, it's just a remarkable, it's just a remarkable thing that's been occurring. Oh, wow. Thanks for sharing all that. Yes. Yeah. That's, that's super, that's super fascinating that you, you knew your purpose way back when you're, you're 10 or 12. Like there, I tell you right now, I had no idea. Uh, when, when I was like 10 or 12, I was like, like I th it seemed like all I cared about was like a lot of it actually like board sports. Like I was like obsessed with like wakeboarding and snowboarding and yeah. um, things like that. And, you know, I was, I swam competitively too, just like sports in general. Right? And I just, I just loved, um, so I guess maybe that was part of it. Like, you know, movement now it's like definitely my purpose is translated through movement, but I had like really I felt like I was just so like lost or like in terms of what my purpose purpose could be like I didn't, I didn't even like know back then too like the term purpose or um you know like that wasn't even in in the realm of my my consciousness I guess um it was feels for me you know it definitely it wasn't like at the age of 11 or 12 I knew I even thought of the term purpose or even ever thought about what it meant. Um, it was really just, it was really just a, I was feeling something. Mm -hmm. And as I mentioned before, I just had no idea how to conceptualize it. Mm -hmm. So for, for years, probably 10, 15 years after I, I first discovered the, the sense in me, I was still lost, completely lost. Mm -hmm. So just because there was a part of me that already knew the purpose deep down, it didn't mean that on a certain level, I, I was able to grasp it. So I think I was just as lost as everyone else. Oh, I see. Okay. And, um, so it wasn't at that time, it wasn't much help for me. Um, but just now when I think back to when I was 12, I can say that, yes, 
I, deep down, I already knew. But this is the interesting thing because some things that we know so deep within us that, that the mind can't really reach it and the mind can't really conceptualize it and put it into words, that results in this deep thing not really being able to, to express, itself, express itself fully and, and make sense to you. Yeah, absolutely. I like how you said that. And I think for me, when you, when you say that, it reminds me of, um, yeah, it's like you, you, we do have like this intuition or there's like this deep down, at least the way I like to think of it, that we do have, um, there is some sort of like greater purpose or, or life mission for, for our lives. And like, and it's, it's interesting, at least in my experience that, <laughs> the universe or whatever, whatever is out there. Some people call it God or spirit, whatever you believe in. And if you don't believe in anything, that's fine too. But, um, that it like that force will like, will push you to, to come to your purpose and to express it, uh, to the world. Uh, for me, it was like early when I was about 16. Um, I started to get like the first, uh, symptoms of, uh, what's now like a form of Crohn's disease, but at the time it was even actually ulcerative colitis back then in my large intestines. For people that, that don't know that term, it's um, an autoimmune disease. Both, both Crohn's and ulcerative colitis are autoimmune diseases. Uh, ulcerative colitis is in the large intestine and uh, Crohn's in the small intestine. But at that time I started to get those symptoms for that. And then it carried over into like my early twenties, like 2021. 20, and then finally got so bad that I had to, and you know, I was like abusing my body in a lot of ways. I was doing, um, I was bodybuilding at the time and I was, uh, even experimenting with steroids and stuff like that. Um, you know, drinking and, and things like that in my, and just like, just not living, like having no purpose and <laughs> not living like the, the healthiest life. And then, you know, if things came to a head and I got super sick, was like very close to dying. And then I had to get, um, surgery to remove my large intestine um so i went through that ex experience that took a few years to kind of heal from that um but like for me that was like the the catalyst and it was like almost like the universe saying to me like you know if you're not going to find your your purpose on your own we're going to like kind of like force you force you into it and you know, like for me, like after that experience, it was like, yeah, it was, you know, some people talk about this uh, awakening or something. Um, yeah, it was some sort of like, it was a wake up for me for sure. And it's, it, things started to become clear of like, okay, like what is my purpose? And from there, like, I was like, I just want to start feeling better. And I didn't want to be on medications anymore and things like that. And I, it took me on this journey of, you know, finding yoga, um, and then, you know, yoga becoming like so healing for my body. And then from there, it was started to like slowly unpeel more and more like what, um, you know, my purpose, purpose was. And, you know, a, par a part of my purpose is, um, is definitely, you know, like, yeah, teaching, teaching yoga and, and teaching medicine to the people. Um, if I guess if I had to refine down my purpose, like actually my Blissology Yoga School, um, we we actually, one of the big components of our teacher training is we work to like really refine down your purpose or your life mission. And a lot of times we'll like, you might, we might want to write, write a manifesto about like what our, our purpose is. Right. And like you write this like huge dissertation or like thesis about like what your purpose is. But like, I guess our goal in, in blissology is to like really refine it down to like one sentence. Like, can you encapsulate your entire purpose of like what you're doing into like one, you know, one sentence and like your purpose isn't, you know, for you, Max, it's not, you know, being an energy healer. Like that's, that's, that's a part of it, but I wouldn't say that's like your, your actual purpose. And for me, it's not, not being a, a yoga teacher isn't my, isn't my purpose, right? Like for me, my, my purpose is at this point at least, and I'm, kind of evolves and changes, but is to liberate the knowing that I am enough. And I guess even to extrapolate, like liberate the knowing within myself and others, I am enough. Right. And for me, it's like this core that like, I just feel as human beings, maybe universally that we just like this feeling of not being enough. And then like having to like work with that and like in various ways to like come to a place where like really accepting and, you know, loving yourself. Um, 
so for me, yeah, that, that's like, that's my purpose. And that's what I feel like called to do. And I do that. I share that through my yoga teachings, even through like my, my marketing work and things like that. Um, but yeah, I mean, that, that's a lot. I just throw at you, but what do you, yeah. What do you feel about that? No, absolutely. And I think you, you brought up so many beautiful things and so many things that really strong me. And I, I think probably with a lot of other people as well, you know, the first thing was when we look at both our stories and how we, we became clear about our purpose was there was hardship involved. Yeah. And you know, when I sit down with, with my clients, most of them who, who, who can claim that they have truly found their purpose have found their purpose because of hardship. Mm -hmm. Now this doesn't mean that for everyone out there that you have to go through hardship in order to find your purpose, but it does mean that if you don't take responsibility and start exploring what your purpose might be, as you said before, the universe will force you to find your purpose mm -hmm. and the universe will always find ways that you will come across your purpose eventually. Mm -hmm. And I also believe that, you know, some people that may not be even in this life, it might be in a, in, in the next life, but it will come to it. And that in itself is, is very beautiful. Um, mm -hmm. That in itself is actually, for me, one of the most beautiful things out there that the universe takes such good care of us that in terms of us wanting to find our purpose, it will always, it will always guide us. Mm. And the other thing that you mentioned in regards to your own purpose also really strongly resonated with me because my purpose in this life, yes, it is about bringing first bringing consciousness to myself, but then also bringing consciousness um, to others and making it more accessible. But my deep purpose is inspiring love. And I find that goes very much hand in hand with what, what you said about your own purpose and inspiring love. You know, it's, you, you mentioned try to with blissology, for instance, it's all about narrowing it down, like really getting your purpose down into its essence. Mm -hmm. And for me, that sentence is literally just two words and inspiring love for one, inspiring, um, I don't know how many people know this, but to inspire actually means to breathe in. Mm. But inspiring love means two things for me. One, for me to accept the love that is out there and then to inspire others with that love, then also means to, to give the love to other people out there. So these two words actually describe a, a a, almost like a two-way street or like a, a perfect circular motion because it's mm. about me accepting the love so that I can also give the love and vice versa. And that's really become my guiding principle in everything that I do. And, you know, in my, in my energy medicine practice too, that's, that's my focal point. That's the one guiding principle in everything that I do. And I mean, of course there's a, there's a strong focus on my practice in, on my um, energy medicine practice, but also in my personal life, it's all about inspiring love. And that, that does mean for me to also accept the love that I receive. And it ties in with what you said about not being good enough, because it is something that many of us are struggling with because mm -hmm. when we don't feel that we're good enough, we have a harder time to actually accept and receive the love from the outside world. And I've certainly had struggles with that in my past. And, um, and because of my purpose nowadays, it, it's getting better, but it's, it's always, a it's always a, a process that's continuing. Mm, absolutely. Yeah. Thanks for sharing your, your purpose. I love that inspiring love. And it's actually, I remember from, yeah, a recent uh, yoga training too. That inspiring, inspiring is a really interesting word. Like you said, it's like yeah, like the breathing in, but it's also like being like 
in spirit, like with spirit mm. um, as well. So yeah, there's like a lot tangled into like just those two words actually, that's powerful. Yeah, the word inspire and when we look at the, the Latin um, foundation of it, it's, it's an incredibly powerful word. Mm. And you know, it's so interesting what you brought up about being in spirit. Because, of course, that, that ties in so powerfully and, you know, in yoga, breath is spirit, breath is life. And I think the word inspire encapsulates that so beautifully. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, yoga, you need, <laughs> you need the breath and just, yeah, being able to, um, yeah, you know, it's actually funny, it just brings brings this is like kind of a little bit of a side tangent but you were on wednesday you had a chat with ariane right yeah and um she actually treated me at i am fit because uh, she does yeah the body work like fascial body work um and she, when she was treating me i was like because like a big part of this fascial body work that they do is is you have to like be really in tune with the breath i find at least and like working with the energy and like you know because it's it's frankly it's kind of painful like it's quite oh, painful work right <laughs> did you get some of it done too i had the 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 10 day um oh, me too the whole sequence yeah so i got five of those done oh I, yeah i wish i could have received one from ariane but it was um it was all of the other ones which are you know amazing practitioners but as you said it is there's a lot of sensations involved there's a lot of sense that way. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of sensations. I did the same thing as you, the 10 day um, treatment and transformation. And, but I remember when I was on the table with her one time, um, you know, and I was doing my deep breaths and she was like, she, and she's a yoga teacher too. And she just immediately noticed, she's like, you're definitely a yogi. She knew that about me before, but just the way I was breathing, um, <laughs> just like longer inhales and like longer exhales. Right. So I was like, Oh, it's, it's so true like in the yoga practice it's just so key right yeah it absolutely is yeah that's so funny <laughs> we both received that fashion i was like i don't know man like even like and you know going back to like anything can like help you bring you to your purpose like yeah doing like massage or like fascia work and stuff like that can like help to like you know release energetic blocks so that you can it's easier to you know navigate your purpose and to you know express it out into the world um, actually a couple, a couple of months ago, I was just, oh man, my body was not feeling good. I was like having neck and, you know, spine, spine issues. And that's partly why I reached out to them and, um, you know, did their work and I had to get like some other, um, like IMS work done and some different things. Um, you know, what's funny is it all boiled down, <laughs> all boiled down ultimately to like having a really bad bed. Isn't that crazy? Wow. Yeah we just, we just got a brand new bed and like everything is like, and I know a hundred percent is the bed because like everything now is, I feel amazing. My body is like, feels unreal. And it's like, I couldn't shake. It was like, no matter like all the good body work I was doing, all the good movement and everything, like it didn't make a difference. And it was like, and our bed was just terrible. It was like caving in and stuff. Um, so yeah, it all, it all, you know, came to just a bed, but anyways, um, I find that, yeah, like, you know, like, yeah, doing body work and energy work and stuff like that. I actually love to hear you talk on that more because like it, it can help to, um, at least for me, bring out and express my purpose easier if I'm feeling good in my, in my body. Cause you know, after, at the end of the day, we're human beings, right? Yeah. Um, and we, we have a body and, you know, to, to live our life and to, to express our purpose to the world. If you're feeling good in your body, it's just going to be that much easier to um, express your purpose in my opinion. Oh, absolutely. I agree with you. And, you know, th this, this sense of being grounded, mm -hmm. that really can become the foundation for you, one, discovering your purpose, but then also living out your purpose, because it's, it's two different things to know what your purpose is. You know, some people might know what their purpose is, but if they don't feel grounded enough to actually live it out on a daily basis and be their purpose, mm -hmm. then you've only gone, you've may have only taken the first step of that, of that journey. Mm -hmm. You know, it's so important that we live out the purpose and we don't just know of it. Mm -hmm. And in regards to your, 
I think nature can play a, a crucial role because nature truly allows us with, with its very balanced, very healing energy to, to help us ground ourselves, to ground ourselves in our body, but then also in our environment, in, in our daily life. And when we feel grounded in all of those areas, then we can really start to live out our purpose because we have a, we have a very solid foundation. Mm -hmm. And what I said earlier on in our chat today, purpose really allows us to channel that energy that's within us. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, the, we have, all of us, we have a lot of energy and we have a lot of powerful energy. But if we don't have a, some, at least somewhat clear direction of where we want to take our life, then this energy, it's like a firework that's going off to all sides, even though we would like it to be shooting in one direction mostly, or purely in one direction. <clears throat> and that's what, that's what purpose really does. Mm -hmm. I love how you said that. Actually, one thing that I it brought up, um, yeah, I was chatting the other day and how you said that in your, in your work, um, I guess like in, in relation to, to purpose and that, you know, like how you use your intuition, um, in your work and like how, like, cause your work, like, would you say that part of like what you're doing is, and we kind of touched on this already, but is like, is like you're helping to like bring out people's purpose and by you using your, like your intuition primarily, you're kind of, you're doing that through the energy work. Yeah, absolutely. So when we, when we assess, the energy fields and just the energy of a particular individual in general. And um, to assess a person's energy, I use a very sensitive scanner. We can then pick up all of the nuances, everything that's going on energetically in a particular person. Mm -hmm. And that includes um, looking at the beliefs that are present because beliefs, thinking patterns, emotions as well as trauma that is present in a person is all energy everything mm -hmm. that's energy has a frequency everything that has a frequency can be picked up by this very subtle very sensitive scanner that i use so when we uncover for an for a person what the beliefs are that are no longer serving them or what negative beliefs are present that are affecting them energetically and eventually also affect them um, physically, we can dive so deep that we can look at the non-physical aspects of that person. <clears throat> and if, for instance, this person hasn't really found their, their purpose yet, they can at least get some, some more clues where to look for, for their personal purpose because mm -hmm. of everything that has Oh, wow. <clears throat> because our purpose is very closely tied into the beliefs that we have. And I'm talking about both the positive and the negative beliefs. Mm -hmm. You know, our thinking patterns, emotions, as well as trauma that we may have experienced as, as children or when we were teenagers or early adults. Mm -hmm. All of that, in a way, all of that are indicators that the universe placed within us to help us find our purpose. Mm -hmm. Because I, I truly believe that everything that happens in a person's life happens for a reason. Yeah. And at least part of that reason is that we are enabled and guided towards finding our purpose. Mm -hmm. And, you know, going back to, to your case, as well as my case, for us, it was about going through hardship to uncover our purpose mm -hmm. yeah. and why not that that might be the case for some people for some other people they may they might just have to know what negative beliefs are impacting them at this point what trauma they've experienced that's now affecting them energetically and how that relates to them finding their purpose absolutely and you and you mentioned too in our chat the other day about the chakras and how the chakras relate um, 
to your to the work that you're doing and for anyone that doesn't know what the chakras are um they're basically these these energy systems and there's debate um about how many we have but i mean the model that i look at is at least the the seven main chakras um in the body but basically they're just like energy energy points in our body and it se might seem like kind of like woo but it, it's it, it it isn't i mean we are electrical electrical beings um you know it's, it's not crazy if you think about like the earth too like if you the earth like it literally has a huge electromagnetic field um you know and the reason that we spin around the solar system is because the earth has that field and then it makes sense that you know science has shown that we we do as well um but i'm curious about in regards to the the chakra so like and the work that you're doing so like are you and, you, and the intuition again so you're going in and you're kind of like I'm blocking those certain centers. And I know for a purpose, like, you know, all the, all the chakras are obviously very important, but like the throat chakra in particular can be a huge one, right? Like really expressing yourself to the world. Um, yeah. Would you say like you're, you're using your energy work to like, to go into those specific chakra centers to like unblock, unblock them? Would you use that language? Yes. Uh, the, the chakras can, can really tell a lot about a person and, mm -hmm. What's, what's been interesting for me is that even without having done a scan on a person just yet, there are oftentimes hints, unconscious hints that the person is providing me as the pra practitioner with in terms of what chakras are needing attention. Mm -hmm. And one good example is if I see someone coming to see me and they're wearing one predominant color more than any other color, let's say it's, it's yellow or it's red, and I don't consciously pick up on it, but I might subconsciously pick up on it at first. I know that this is my intuition telling me we need to go further with this. Mm -hmm. So we might see, oh, this person that's coming to see me is, is dressed mostly in red, mm -hmm. relating to the root chakra. Mm -hmm. And then we do the scan and we actually find out even more things that relate to um, the person potentially not being not being grounded in life and not feeling a solid foundation in life, whether that relates to people that surround them or the way they relate to themselves. There is a lot of insightful knowledge in that too. And um, for instance, when it, when it um, relates to the root chakra, which is about how grounded a person is, when a person doesn't have this groundedness, the sense of being grounded in the world and the sense of being grounded within, the, within them, themselves, it is easy to assume that it might be hard for the person to actually find their purpose because as I said earlier, we have to be grounded in order to, to truly discover our purpose. Mm -hmm. So quite honestly, anything and everything involving a person and their life can give a clue about how that person can find their purpose. Mm -hmm. And that in itself, I find also very beautiful because again, the universe, it, it really shows how the universe truly wants us to find our individual purpose. Mm -hmm. And you can literally look at any aspect in your life and you will be able to find at least something, some insight about where you should go. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And it may not always be apparent in the beginning, but um, the more you just become aware, and again, consciousness is, is really key in everything in life and in, in finding your purpose, of course, it, it, it plays it it plays a huge role. If you become aware of your life and all the signs that are, that are scattered across your entire life, if you start to look at these signs and put them together and, and start to see the connection, the, the patterns that are evolving, that will guide you. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Hey, one more thing, I'm just so interested by your work. <laughs> yeah, no problem. Another thing that we talked about was that you said that when you're doing your work, that the energy work, that a lot of like the, the pains or, you know, like a lot of people are coming to you and coming to many um, 
practitioners to to relieve pain in their body but you said that the pain isn't actually in their body um or i think or, or that it's like it's like around them energetically or can you can you explain that to me yeah i, I mean pain is is a very interesting concept and honestly like i think pain could be the topic for a, for a standalone session because there's so much to it but yeah without getting too deep into it pain is very interesting because when we when we try to disassemble what pain actually is it's sensations that a person is experiencing combined with judgment mm. and it brings in this whole concept, this yogic concept of the ego, the monkey mind. Mm -hmm. Because if it wasn't for the mind, we would experience sensations, we would experience pain as, as purely the sensations that pain is. Mm -hmm. But the mind wants to make sense of everything. Yeah. That's, you know, that's just, that's, that's the purpose of the mind, that's the nature of the mind, to make sense of things. So when the physical body experiences certain sensations, the mind then tries to analyze them and tries to judge them, tries to conceptualize them and will assign words to them, will assign concepts to these sensations, such as this is uncomfortable pain, this is pleasurable, this is a pleasurable sensation. Mm -hmm. And it is really the judgment. So what we, what we layer on top of the sensations that can create something that, that actually creates the suffering for a person. Mm -hmm. And that also then brings me to, um, you know, my part of my purpose in my, in my practice to allow people to become more conscious and to, to distance themselves from their, from their physical pain and, and to start at least think about it in different ways start to realize that pain isn't just pain. There's, there's a lot more to it and they don't have to be um, feeling at the mercy of their pain because there's, there's many things that people can do um, that suffer from chronic pain. And I had to realize this through my own struggle of nine years dealing with chronic pain. The judgment aspect, you know, turning a sensation into an actual pain that's what drives people mad. That's what drives people into these very deep, dark places. That's what makes people hit rock bottom. Yeah. And it also shows us, you know, as humanity as a whole, that consciousness is, we, we can't live without consciousness because if we, if we live life without being conscious of, of living life, we, we're just in an endless circle of, of suffering because then we are at the mercy of our pain, whether that's physical pain or emotional pain. Mm -hmm. But when we start to become conscious and we start to become conscious of the fact that um, we, we experience sensations and we have a choice whether we want to attach judgment to these sensations or just allow the sensations to be as they are. That's true power. Yes, that is true power. So I guess your work is like what I'm hearing too, is that like you're helping people yeah, to become more conscious of it and then to maybe like separate themselves from, exactly. um, from that pain and that judgment. It is so true in my experience with pain that the more, the more I create a story around, um, yeah. you know, for me, it's like upper back and um, the traps that in the past that I felt like a lot of pain and, and tension and stuff. And the more I create like a story of like, oh, this is, this is something chronic I deal with. This is because of, you know, I do tons of handstands and because I teach so much yoga or whatever the, you know, X, Y, and Z. Um, the more I like really, I find I like really hold on and I grip into that. Um, the more the, the pain really persists and it like it just really clenches down but the more you kind of just like release from that and i found another thing too is that if i'm constantly just like trying to like wring it out and like really work on it on my own like 
the more I just like breathe space into it, try not to like hold like a ton of attachment to like, it just, it goes away or it's, or it's very mild um, discomfort. So yeah. 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 You're right. We could go into a whole, like, this could be a whole episode into itself. Maybe we'll the next one. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I just want to um, kind of combine what we just talked about in regards to pain and also purpose yeah. because through our pain, we can find purpose. Mm. And, you know, for me, that's really how I found my purpose was through the pain that I was going through. And nowadays I'm so incredibly grateful for all the pain that I experienced because it provided me with so much empathy and so much understanding for everything, everyone that walks through my door now to see me yeah. at practice, I can truly relate to them. Mm. And it doesn't necessarily mean that I experienced exactly the conditions that, that they experienced. And that's, that's not really what it's about. What it's really about is for me knowing what pain brings about the darkness, the, the feeling of hopelessness and the, the desire to always be alone and also just feeling isolated from everyone. And it's, it's all the ego, it's all the mind doing this, but it takes time to, come to realize this. And, and I'm just really happy that nowadays I can be there. I can be a guide for people that are going through this and I can, I can tell them with confidence. I know exactly because I've done it myself and I can tell you because I'm sitting right here in front of you, there is a way out. There is a way through this and you will come out stronger than you've ever been. And you will actually then start to realize how beautiful life is. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Thanks for bringing that up. And yeah, I really, I really resonate with that, that yeah. Well, first of all, that your, you know, pain can, can birth or suffering can birth, um, purpose and, um, oh, we're getting some love from, oh yeah, Ariana, hello. <laughs> um, big love back. Um, but yeah, that pain and suffering can birth, um, your purpose or can be like a really guiding light or that can really like strengthen it um, as well, I find. Yeah, certainly. Because yeah, for me and like, you know, whether it's, you know, my Crohn's or ulcerative colitis that I've experienced, um, it gives me much more uh, relatability or compassion towards, towards other people. And I know a lot of people within the um, yoga world or people that seek out yoga on a similar you know, path they have you know pain from or they have a disease that's chronic that they're like trying to alleviate so that being able to relate on that level and actually the last six months too um now i'm feeling really good in my body and getting might be the my bed but um i was having a ton of layout like low back um issues and, and just different things in my body but i've like never in my life until these last six months um ever experienced any sort of low back pain. And I was, it was hard because in pretty much everywhere in life, um, and then certainly in the yoga world, you hear tons of people. I have so many students come up to me um, before a practice and they're like, hey, just to let you know, um, I have, you know, X, Y, and Z um, has happened to my low back or I have low back pain or, or that or knees, right, or two of the big ones. But, um, and now being able to like actually like relate to my, my students on that and like, I just find that, you know, it, it deepens my, my teachings and my being able to, um, yeah, to relate to my students and my, you know, my teaching being part of my purpose. Um, it's like all kind of, you know, interrelated. Right. So yeah, I definitely really resonate with what you're saying that, um, yeah, it all kind of it, it ties in, you know, your pain and your purpose in some way. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I think it's, it's, it's really good to point out again to everyone that in order for us to find our purpose, we need to become aware of the fact that everything that's happening to us, whether that's, whether we consider that good or bad, it's guidance towards finding our purpose. Mm -hmm. So we can literally take anything and everything that's happening to us at any given moment in our life as a clue. Mm -hmm. And, you know, 
many of the clues will probably just be incredibly subtle, but others will be will be on the on the level where you just go, wow, okay, I think I just got it. Mm -hmm. But for people out there that are not 100% sure about what their purpose is, I'm, my personal piece of advice would be be conscious, live your life in, in, in full awareness as much as that is possible, and consider everything that happens as, as a potential clue and the beautiful thing is go with the flow because the, the more you try to too much look for your purpose, almost like forcefully, mm -hmm. the harder you might find, find it. Mm -hmm. But if you surrender more to the process and you just become, you know, that witnessing consciousness, you will be brought to it, you know. The, the universe or the God, whatever, as you said, whatever you believe in, it will take you there and it will take you there at the pace that is unique to you and needed for you to find that purpose. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes. Yeah. That, that really does resonate. Yeah. Thanks for sharing that. Cause yeah, it's one of those things that if you just, you just try to force, like, I got to find my purpose. I got to know it now. Yeah. Um, you know, of course, you know, taking action is for sure. Like, you know, journaling or yeah, if you, when you are conscious of what's happening in your life, you know, yeah, journaling or, um, taking action on your intuitions to find your purpose can definitely help. Um, but yeah, for forcing it is never, never good. Like, yeah, going with the flow and just being as, as mindful or conscious to, that experience and it will, it will begin to unfold as it's supposed to. Right. And, yeah. um, it's really true. Whatever you put your consciousness onto, it, it really does come into your life. And it doesn't mean like necessarily that if you put your consciousness on owning a Ferrari and that's all you do, like that you're going to own a Ferrari somehow. Right. But, um, if you, you know, put your consciousness on, like, you know, you want to bring, I don't know, abundance into your life, like, and your, the different ways that you can do that will come into your life in some way. And maybe you will on that Ferrari, but um, yeah, whatever you put your consciousness to will in one way or another, at least I believe and from my experience will come to um, to fruition. Right. So Absolutely. yeah. So if you're putting your consciousness towards like, you know, that you want that purpose is a, a important thing in your life, the flow of your life will eventually, yeah, bring it, bring it to you for sure. Exactly, exactly, yeah. I often like to think of, of life as being a, an endless river and, you know, of course, we can, we can try to swim against the stream and, you know, swim to the side, but why not just flow with it and then see what it brings, you know, see how it allows us to pass different landscapes that we can look at, that we can witness and you know nowadays too in terms of creativity today is all about creativity and purpose um in terms of creativity i've really found that this aspect of surrender is is so key mm -hmm. you know just as much as surrender is important when you want to uncover your purpose i find in terms of being creative too it is better to surrender to it and not to try and force it because if you're trying to force yourself to be creative and I, I found I used to do that a lot when I was working in advertising because there was always that time pressure for new campaigns. Totally. I wasn't as creative as I could be. I, I could feel it. I knew that I would never really reach my full potential. Whereas nowadays I can just surrender to it and I know what then bubbles up within me is is like true creativity and I'm, I'm i'm really expressing my full potential as a creative individual absolutely and i think chantelle in the comments down below too said um yeah choose the path with least resistance so that kind of really ties in with what you're saying yeah exactly yeah totally. sure. um i guess we should probably tie it up because i know instagram live only lasts an hour right yeah exactly i think we're gonna be cut off in probably like in a minute or two Mm -hmm. But honestly, I think this, 
we, we got to a really good point because we covered creativity and purpose and we were able to share our own stories. Is there anything else that you would like to, to share while we wrap this up? Oh man, just gratitude to you and to everybody who tuned in to this, this chat and anyone who's going to watch this um, after the live too as well. Yeah, just thanks so much um, for being interested in, in purpose and creativity because it's, you know, I, I think like major focal points um, for the world. So we're going to wrap this up in the next two to three minutes. Um, as, as it has happened before, Instagram cut us off after after the uh, the hour mark um, so we're just gonna reconnect quickly with Michael now and yeah wrap this up completely and send you guys off on your way it's been so far a really really interesting session and a very insightful fashion, uh, session again um, it was such a pleasure to be talking about creativity and purpose especially during these transformative times that we're that we're experiencing at this point and um, because as I said at the beginning of, of today's session because we are given with so much extra time at the moment this is really the time now that we can be creative that we can express our creativity and that we can also for those who haven't truly uncovered what their purpose is, um, utilize this time, utilize this, this space too, um, thanks to social distancing, to uncover more about our purpose in life, more about our purpose in regards to ourselves, but also our community and the world itself. So thank you so much for everyone that tuned in today. Um, also on behalf of Michael, thank you so much. We really appreciate it. And again, Michael, it was such a it was such a, a joy to be talking to you about this today. Thank you. Thank you for listening, and be well from within.